Whoop, 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 whoop. We're back with another awesome episode of the Wild Edible World podcast for you. Only you. Those of you who are subscribers and new listeners. I'm one of your hosts, Michael. And I am Steve. We have a little bit of surf and turf here for you. And by that, I do mean Both. Oy- <laughs> oyster mushrooms. <laughs> Both surf and turf. That's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the winter oyster, we're going to specify this time, um, I think a lot of this information is probably transposable, but we're going to talk specifically about the winter oyster mushroom because we want you guys getting outside and looking, there's still foraging to do. You can find some delicious mushrooms out there, this isn't the only one. There's mushrooms in them there hills. Or flatlands. Listen to the man. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Pleurotus austriatus is the species name for this species of mushroom. Um, a lot of people uh, think that they have got Ostriatus in uh, the summer, and that is a different species, technically. They do have different growing temperatures. So the one you're going to find in the summer is actually Pulmonarius. The one in the winter, in colder temperatures, is Ostriatus. So um, a lot of the ones that you find at the supermarket are Ostriatus. So they grow them in colder condition, uh, temperatures, and they are the more well-known and more commonly used culinary oyster mushroom. And you think that's most likely the kinds that you can buy, like the boxes that grow, you know, the oyster mushrooms, like the blues, the pinks. Uh, is that most, most likely the, the winter? Those are all different species. All different. Blue, pink, yeah, all the different colors are different species. The golden oyster, that mm. is the, like, first quote-unquote invasive mushroom that we might have to deal with, uh, is a different species as well. I haven't seen any goldens. Oh, I've out seen in my tons. travels. I've seen tons. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're out here. Oh. Um, that's good that you haven't seen them yeah. because I think that the the places that you travel down in Joliet are kind of older established forests, mm-hmm. and they have pretty robust communities of native cultures. True. Um, the places I tend to walk around are old old dumps, um, old other, you know, they, they, a lot of new growth trees. One of my favorite places to find Hen of the Woods is just covered in Norway maples. It's a Norway maple forest. Oh, and yeah. they were intentionally planted. I have a really aesthetic uh, walk I can take during the fall because all these golden leaves are falling sure. everywhere and there's just a straight, narrow path. It's a beautiful video. It's a beautiful photo. But they're a horribly invasive tree that have been... Um, intentionally um, and strategically planted because of how quickly they grow. And uh, I'll find oysters on them. I forgot where I was, <laughs> where I was necessarily going with that. That, that you find oh, oysters. Where, where, yeah. where, where they're growing, though, that was a recently planted forest. That's not an old forest with lots of old big trees and established sure. cultures. That is a new fresh forest. Um, where Can you find hens there? Tons of hens. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. At least I did a couple of years ago. Yeah. Last year was a dud. Oh, this year was another kind of dud. Uh, but I didn't go out there because I was skunked. So anyway, um, oysters you can find during the cold months. Here in Chicagoland, we don't have the consistency and cold temperature at the moment to uh, sustain these mushrooms. We did about a month ago. I think like in December, we yeah. had wonderful temperatures for this type of uh, mushroom as well as the other winter mushroom the velvet shank, but we'll talk about that another time. Right now, you're going to find it decaying hardwoods, so it's always growing on dead hardwood trees. And you're going to be able to identify it differently from its uh, summer cousin, 
because it's actually darker in color as well. So the summer, summer oyster is going to be that typical uh, silver color. And then the winter oyster, when grown in its normal habitat, where it's usually kind of getting too cold, so the cultivated version is going to, they're going to be pretty much the same color. Sure. Um, but it's that kind of like drop in fluctuation in temperature that still happens in the winter that like lends it this kind of like darker color. Um, and with uh, oyster mushrooms, you're going to look for a cluster growing pattern. They all mm-hmm. kind of grow in the same way. Uh, some of them have, so the golden oysters will kind of extend out from a clustered base, but then they'll kind of grow stems and grow out and separate from each other a little bit. Oyster, this, this uh, Austriata species, really kind of grows in big, fat clusters, not really any stem at all. Um, it almost looks like a shelf mushroom, except mm-hmm. it's not a polypore. It's got all these gills on it. Gills which is another important identifying characteristic, is making sure that the gills are decurrent. You know, decurrent means running down the stem a little, the quote-unquote stem. So it's got a Mm -hmm. base, essentially. But you're going to look for the... um, Whenever you think of, like, a normal button mushroom, right, the gills just kind of go straight to the stem and then stop. Decurrent means that they interact with the stem and then actually curve and then continue down just a short portion. So they're going to go down just a little bit, and the gills are going to be wildly spaced, interspersed with shorter formations of gills. So you got the long ones, the big ones that go from the edge of the cap all the way down the stem, and then little chunky little gills in between. There's lots of really cool stuff about this mushroom that, um, that we can talk about. Uh, it's one of the more widely studied. It is exceptional at breaking down food garbage. So you can grow this stuff on anything. You buy this mushroom at the grocery store, bring it home, collect a week's worth of coffee grounds, avocado peels, uh, celery trimmings, onions, eggshells, truly just whatever you can like pull out of your trimmings and like whatever vegetables you would. I mean, you know, it, basically the same stuff that you might put in your uh, freezer bag, I guess, for like uh, your, your freezer soup bag. Oh, got it. But um, just the, all that to say that they're just um, a really aggressive colonizers. If you sterilize it, if you go through the sterilizing process of making, you know, normal mushroom growing practice, if you're associ- if you're you know acclimated to that type of thing, maybe we can talk about that in a future episode on how to grow your own mushrooms at home. Sure. But sometimes that kind of involves pressure cooking um, some of your substrate, but uh, or it's just sterilizing it by bringing it up to temperature somehow. Either way. These oysters are going to grow all over that stuff. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, that explains why, personally, that's the mushroom that I find the most, the, the most often. Not uh, not in any huge quantities, but a couple pounds here and there. Uh, they're just, you know, hardworking little fellas. Yeah, I definitely find the summer species in heavier clumps. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess let's let's talk about how to identify a oyster mushroom. Sure. Um, so they are always growing on hardwood because their their mycelium breaks down. It's a decomposer, so it's breaking down dead fallen wood. Sometimes it's standing wood. I've found it on standing trees, but I think that's a little less common. Um, and you're going to look for um, clusters. They grow in clusters and in kind of a shelf mushroom pattern, but they don't have, they're not a polypore. They do have gills. Mm-hmm. So the way to distinct, um, distinctualize the winter mush- oyster mushrooms from the other oyster mushrooms is first and foremost, 
They're growing during the winter. <laughs> All the other species of oysters don't like this cold temperature. That's why it's a different species. Um, so golden oysters, which is kind of like the first invasive mushroom, in, uh, uh, the, they grows on, it kind of have stems. So mm -hmm. they grow out from a clustered base, but then they kind of stem out and spread out from each other a little bit. And they have little caps, whereas um, the winter oyster is much more fat, kind of fanny. Um, they don't have stems at all. They're kind of smushed up next to each other. Uh, yeah, I think that's really all. They don't have stems spreading them out from each other. They're clustered really mm -hmm. tightly. Uh, so one of the key identifiers of the gills, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So they have gills. And one of the key identifiers of oyster mushrooms is that the gills are running down the stem a little bit. That means they're decurrent. So whenever you think about a normal button mushroom, agaricus, that you buy at the grocery store, the gills are going to start at the end of the cap and then move inwards and then end at the stem, abruptly at the stem. Whereas oyster mushrooms, when they are decurrent gills, they are going to continue down the stem um, in varying lengths. Some mushrooms continue down the stem a lot. Oyster mushroom, the winter oyster tends to do it just a little. But the point is that you're not going to see that abrupt ending. Sure. They also have a, a different color from the summer oysters that you're typically used to. Not only do they grow in a completely different temperature, but they're going to be a little darker, somewhat brown in color, even on the gills. Um, so a lot of the times you might find them and think that they are just really old when in fact it's just kind of like the cutter color patternization. Is, does that hold true to what you found in, in winter mushrooms? Yeah, Are they a little bit more brown? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they can be a little bit more firm, I think, mm -hmm. because of the freezing temperatures we encounter sometimes. Sure. But um, they're still good. Uh, and if you're really hesitant to use them fresh, like you typically would, just throw them in a soup, make a good soup stock out of it. I think that's a great idea, yeah. for, just for the mushroom in general. Um, but before we get too far into how to use it and what it tastes like and all the nutrient details and all the really interesting stuff that we know you guys love. We're going to take a break for the first half and then we'll come back and give all those details to you for the second half. So you deal deal. What's wrong, buddy? Well, I, I just got this new water bottle, but it just looks so plain. Well, have I got the store for you. Introducing the Wild Edible World Podcast Merch Store. Wowie wow! It's the merch store where you can get all of your favorite podcasts merch for all your decorating purposes. How do I find that? Go to wildedibleworldpod.shopify.com or go to any of our Instagram and media accounts and view the link in the bio. Wowie wow! And we're back. I really like that. You like that 3D yeah. action? Like that's good. Yeah. 
Feel you feel the movement. All right, um, we're back on that Wild Edible World podcast. Um, just to remind you, I'm Michael, and uh, this is Steve. This is that's Steve. You can find him at Snoop Doggy Dogwood on the Instagram. You can, and you can find me at Edible underscore Illinois if you want. If you don't, that's cool too. Lots of free educational uh, foraging content going on. You really on today. should. If you if there's one thing you're going to do on Instagram, sure you could watch reels, but you could also follow Edible Illinois because it really is very good. We got the memes. Yeah. We got the memes. And then Wild Edible World podcast. We know you already follow us. Yeah, so, you better uh, just spread the word. Share it. Our yep. logo's super cute. Um, Tell your friends, buy our merch, put it on your stuff, wear it, take pictures, send it to us. We'll share it. Put it like put it on your dog's like little collar. You know? Yeah. Wild, oh my god. Wild <gasps> little world dog collars. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, you guys just witnessed the birth of an idea. Pet lovers assemble for our wild edible world pet merch. Yeah. We'll like get it. little bandanas for your five ounce dog. That's so good. <laughs> Five ounce dogs. <laughs> <laughs> little, little guys. Um, okay, so let's talk about eating it. Um, I've eaten tons of oyster mushroom. Have you? I have. Not tons, but uh, a good amount. Okay, My see. fair share. Okay, so um, you mentioned earlier that the winter uh, oysters don't really fruit as, as in, in, in large quantities. Yeah. I think I totally agree. And the summer oyster is a lot, is a lot bigger. I've eaten tons of summer oysters, but would you say that the flavor is pretty comparable? I would say so. I, I would say the they, summer is a little bit more delicate of a mushroom, texture wise. So true. Yeah. So true. Oh my god! Thanks, Steve. So yeah. true. It is more delicate. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we uh, discussed, how the winter mushroom even grows. Um, mm-hmm. It just is maybe because of the weather or. Just its species type. It is firmer. Just a more chunky boy. It is a chunky boy. So how have you used it? Uh, I like to incorporate, well, man, several different ways. So mushrooms I love to make into sauces and served over like roasted meat. Classic. Uh, I like to make, I like to make like a, almost like a, like a pot pie, but with mushrooms. So mushrooms, uh, potatoes, and a bit of a gravy, put a, put some, put a bit of phyllo dough on top and, dynamite put me in a coffin yeah oh my god d-e-d <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing um personally i i don't know man i am a little bit of a loser when it comes to how frequently how i use things frequently because if i have a lot of oyster mushrooms i'm probably just scrambling them in my eggs every morning i'm, I'm yeah. like pan frying them like and then that. pouring uh, a scramble egg mixture over it and incorporating in there with like some chives or wild onion sure. if it's the season you know depending but um yeah that's that's usually what i do what do you think they taste like mm. as okay so as our resident uh oyster meister Yes, they taste. They, Do they taste, taste like oysters. They don't taste like oysters. They don't <laughs> taste like oysters. Um, yeah, they don't. I mean, oysters are at least East Coast oysters are salty and, and you know delicious, and they they taste like the ocean. These, yeah, these I don't think taste like the ocean. I think no, they, I think they taste like mushrooms. They do have a pretty <laughs> standard um, meaty, earthy. Yeah. Uh, kind of just sub umami. Like I want a little bit of salt on it because um, sure, it's a little. Sure. 
I, I just feel that way with like almost all mushrooms. All mushrooms just need a little bit of salt. I feel that way with a lot of food. In just general. food in general. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go there too. Yeah, food in general. Um, yes. I'm a salt guy. But yes, mushrooms. But they are just kind of, uh, you know, I think they're a really good beginner's alternative to your standard agaricus because that is known as a pretty flavorless mushroom. It absorbs butter and salt well, your fats and your other oils and stuff. That's um, probably why I like it in pasta. Exactly. Yeah, that is it why it mines it, itself it ex- really well. Yeah. Yep. Oh. It combines itself. It mines itself. It isn't too overpowering. It uh, it it also kind of absorbs. Yeah, a little and and complements these flavors as well. Like how considerate of of oyster mushrooms to be that. Well, pliable. you know, yeah, it's just it, it's like, you know, certain people, you get them out of their environment, you you meet them once and they're kind of stuck up or a little aggressive, and then you get them uh, you know, covered in a little sauce next yeah. to a couple noodles, and exactly. all of a sudden they're 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 actually pretty cool. You can have a conversation about music. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. wow, how pensive. You yeah. never knew. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. So, um <laughs> that's and obviously, you can use these in a variety of applications. You can use them just like any other mushroom. So the recommendation, not to eat them raw, but to fry, uh, dry fry them first um, with no oil, no nothing. Get a little bit of the excess moisture out of them. That's a pro tip right there. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Really yep. Dry fry first. No nothing. And then, then you add, after a little bit of browning has occurred, you add your oil, and you then it kind of resaturates the uh, mushrooms. So, mm. pro tip right there, especially I'm, for oyster mushrooms. I'm just Very thinking necessary. of like oyster mushrooms in you know with like an angel hair and possibly like some of that hickory nut oil over the top, Dude. maybe a little pecorino. Fuck. Oh my god, some elderberry cape or elderflower capers <laughs> from, capers. from our conversation with JB yeah. last week. Wink, wink. Oh man, it wink. was last week to you guys. But it was just five minutes ago to us. Suckers. <laughs> Time travel. Well, you know, we just felt so inspired. It was a really awesome conversation, which if you haven't listened to, make sure you go back to our episode, previous one, and listen to our cool conversation with Mr. JB. It was like a light dip into JB, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I it feel was... like there's so there's tons more. Yep. We only stuck our toes in, you foot but... freaks. <laughs> Just got our toes wet, um, and we look forward to getting a lot more wet when we get to know them more in the future. You got me so. real good with that one. Though. <laughs> that was funny. I didn't expect that. We'll get to know them more. So um, I think you're prepared with some uh, newts. Yeah, we got some mushroom newts. It's already, I mean, it's pretty well known as a very robust, um, a popular vegan food. Um, I think we've all seen, maybe we haven't all seen, but like the, the oyster mushroom fried chicken where they just like mm-hmm. press a whole oyster. It's a protein alternative. So, so le- take it away. So oyster mushrooms, per, per one cup serving, 28 calories. What the hell can you eat a cup of for 28 calories? Lettuce? I air? Can, I can barely drink water for 28 exactly, calories. That's exactly. crazy. Uh, there is a one gram of fat, two grams of dietary fiber, and three grams of protein. So uh, all around... Very good, very healthy mushroom. That's just the tip of the iceberg, though, because there's plenty of niacin, vitamin D, and iron in them, as, mm. as well as oh, yeah, just iron. as well as just like a bevy of like other things that it that it helps you with. So like high blood pressure, immune system support. Uh, just there's a long list. Research it. Yeah, I mean mushrooms in general, they're pretty well known. 
um, to be the main contributor to the whole food is medicine philosophy. Mushrooms, I believe, are a huge component to that. Um, yeah. And it, and it shows. And I think, um, yeah, there's all sorts of uh, wonderful ways you can eat it, use it. I'm pretty sure there's uh, it, it dehydrates really well. Have you preserved it at all? I haven't. Okay. So it de- does dehydrate really well. Um, it rehydrates mm. well. I wouldn't recommend buying it from the store. Uh, just I, we, don't, we don't really mention this much when we talk about dehydrating mushrooms, but uh, that is not a good representation of what a mushroom is. Yeah. I have bought those mixed packs. I have been privy to the deceit of some of these uh, mushroom sellers, um, more international or national sellers, where they just like sell dried mixed packs of mushrooms or whatever, and they all taste like garbage. They all yeah. taste like dirt. And then people think mushrooms just taste like dirt, and they really don't. Once, once you get into the practice of finding your own mushrooms, making sure you positively ID them, and then you get good enough at it that you have an abundance... Drying them yourselves is really rewarding. Um, oyster mushrooms, absolutely worth dehydrating. You have to dehydrate them with care. Of course, not too aggressively or at a high temperature. And, and that, that's, temperature. that's possibly yeah. one of the reasons why a foreign source of mushrooms uh, could, could be yeah. worse than, than your own. Absolutely. They're doing it at an industrial scale, and they're probably doing uh, many varieties of mushrooms at once. Yeah. So... Uh, you're getting a real mixed cavalcade of a bunch of different mushrooms and the aromatics alone whenever they dehydrate together. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having the control of doing it yourself is a huge plus and is going to really kind of change your mind about dried mushrooms, I would hope, at least dried culinary mushrooms. So with that, I think um, we've kind of talked about the oyster mushroom enough. It's a pretty simple ingredient, pretty common. It's one that you can find at the store pretty frequently. So if you're interested in dabbling in different mushrooms or wild-inspired, you can still find that at the store. Um, And it's still a better, I think, more healthy, more flavorful, more interesting. Um, And you're probably going to be supporting a, a smaller... Uh, I want maybe not local, but there are tons of local distributors that make it to your grocery stores. So you're probably growing on buying it from a more local source than your typical regular agaricus button mushrooms um, that are, I think everybody knows, pretty boring. Yeah, you got to you got to add a considerable amount of flavor to those. Yeah, yeah. And they have their place. I'm I'm not hating. We love we love we love all plants and mushrooms here. So. Um, thanks for listening to another awesome episode. Be sure to check out our Instagram for spicy memes. We're so fun. Check out our merch store for awesome merch. We, uh, we use it. Yeah. And we're hoping this year to come out, we come at you guys with some more wearable products, but right now we just have decorational stuff, but, um, it's really awesome. So check it out. And we love you guys. We hope you remember that. We're really grateful for you guys listening and being so interested in this kind of stuff and a lot of the feedback we get online. So uh, keep it up. We love hearing from you. Yeah, if you have any ideas or uh, requests, I mean, we're, we're definitely open to that. Uh, even if it's just like, hey, you guys should do some video, which we're working on. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Yep, that's definitely yeah. the next step. We have a camera. It's just a matter of remembering to bring it with and, and kind of f- configure everything. And then maybe so. maybe eventually we'll do like, we'll cook with some of this stuff. 
we can do it do it do a little live demo yeah i think this summer is going to bring a lot of yeah. interesting live interactions and some really cool cooking opportunities yeah so because we uh we, we were getting the show off on the ground off of the ground in a um during the spring and the summer mm-hmm. and i i don't know we're we're more used to it now. I think it's just kind of getting sure. into the pattern of things so that we feel more comfortable adding to it, you know? So thanks for coming along for the ride. And we look forward to you guys enjoying some more of our content and we look forward to making it for you guys. We have a blast. We'll talk to you soon. Love you.